Thank you, Brother Eugene. Today is a special day. It's Mother's Day. And I have the privilege to introduce someone who will be able to give an exhortation today. A lady. A woman who I believe has, has helped me become also where I am today. She's also the mother of my two kids. But she can share with you from her heart. I know she doesn't do this often, so when, when she does this, you're privileged, all right? <laughs> Took a lot of prayer. I said, honey, I am led by the Lord for you to come and share from your heart, from a biblical perspective, what it means to be a mom. So I'm going to ask my wife here. And I pray that God would just uh, allow us to be open to what she has to share for us as in terms of what motherhood is all about. When your interim pastor asked me to speak, I said, the first response that I gave him is no. He said, but you spoke in Winston-Salem. I said, but that's a different story. In Winston-Salem, people don't know me there. The only people that I know is the pastor and his wife and his children. But at GGCF, this is GGCF. It's different. If I mess up, they will never forget it. Because they see me every Sunday. So I said, no. But you know, my husband, he perseveres. <laughs> he said, well, it's between you and the Lord. And every time he says that, I could not say no. I don't have a good reason to say no, right? Okay. Good morning. It's Mother's Day. And traditionally, Children would give something special to their mother out of love and appreciation and to honor their mother. Now, as we honor our mothers today, let us, let us think, how much do we really honor our mothers? Do we honor them only once a year? Do we honor them once in a while? Or do we honor them as much as we can or every moment of our lives. There, there was a story about two kids, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. It was Mother's Day, so they bought a gift for their mother. They used their own money to buy a gift for their mother, instead of buying candies, ice cream, cookies, or something that they liked. Oh, it was special, and they used their money for mommy. And mommy was so thrilled. Oh, it's Mother's Day, and she was probably thinking, oh, what will my children give me? So these two kids approached their mom. And the older one, with his sad face, he said, Mom, we're so sorry. This is all we can give to you, a small plant. This, all, this is all we can afford, Mom. You see, we went to a flower shop, and we saw a beautiful bouquet with a ribbon on it. Mom. We thought it was so perfect for you, but we didn't have enough money, Mom, so I'm sorry, this is all we can give to you. And you know what, Mom, the bouquet? It has a ribbon on it, and it says, rest in peace. <laughs> Mom, with, you know, Mom, you've been asking to, to have peace so you, can, so you could rest. But anyway, they hugged their mom, and they kissed her, and they said, Happy Mother's Day, and may you rest in peace. <laughs> Being a mother is not a walk in the park. Right, mothers? Yeah. Right. By, the, by, the, by the time a child reaches 18, a mother has handled 18,000 hours of child-generated work. And in fact, for every, 
For women who never have children, they have an equivalent of extra three months in a year in leisure time. Motherhood is a full-time job. Do you agree with me, mothers? Yeah. Yes. A mother is a nurse. A mother is a doctor. A mother is a counselor. A mother is a therapist. A mother is a nutritionist. A mother is a, count is a psychologist. The cleaning lady. The driver. The laundry woman. And sometimes the gardener. And much, much more. <laughs> Somebody even said... Somebody even said that the easiest part of being a mother is to give birth. <laughs> and the hardest part is showing up for each, each day. The Bible talks about many great mothers. And I would like to share with you two great mothers. And I hope and pray that we'll be able to learn from them, from their lives. First, in Exodus, the Bible mentioned about Jochebed. Now, who among you here know who Jochebed is? Your friend, that's right. <laughs> Who among you? Nobody knows Jochebed. Yes. She was not that popular. She was unknown. But if I'll mention you the name of I'll mention the name of Jochebed's son, I think everybody that's right. Moses. You know Moses. He was one of the well known prophets in the Bible. Now during the time of Jochebed, the Bible tells us that the things were so rough for the Jews. They were captive slaves under the hands of the Egyptian Pharaoh. Now Pharaoh made a decree that every male child born to a Jewish woman will be killed. Why did he make this decree? Because the Jews were growing in numbers and he was afraid that the Jews will join the enemies of the Egyptian and fight the, Jew and fight the Egyptians and they will leave Egypt and there will be no more slaves to work for him. He was afraid that the Jews <clears throat> will, uh, will outnumber them. And I wonder how Jochebed felt when she learned that she was pregnant. I believe this was not a planned pregnancy. Who would want to have a child during that time? Uh-uh, it's hard, right? Now I wonder how it felt, the sleepless nights that she had when the birth of her child was drawing near. Maybe if I were in her place, I would pray, Lord, let this be a girl, please, unless it won't be killed. But the time came, she gave birth to a baby boy. And the scripture tells us that when she looked upon the child, she saw that the child was fine. He was beautiful. Now who among you here mothers who don't think that your child is beautiful? Every mother thinks that their child is beautiful. I believe that Ken told you before that his name means handsome. So it means that his mother thinks he's handsome. So when we had our son, we called him Kenneth too, because we believe he's handsome, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Agree. Agree. <laughs> okay. Now, when he looked at him, he, at those moments after the birth, Jochebed made a courageous decision. And that decision was that she will keep the child. She will hide the child. She will protect the child from Pharaoh. Did she make this decision because the child was fine? That the child was beautiful? No. -uh. No. She made this decision because she believed 
that God has a plan for this child. She believed in faith that God had given her this child for a purpose, that God had a special task for this child. Mothers, remember this. God has given us our children for a purpose. He has given us our children because he has a plan for them. Our children are not accidents. They are blessings from God. Now we know the story. Jochebed, after he could no longer hide her child, she, made, she got a basket and put the child in the basket and let it float in the Nile River, on the Nile River, asking her daughter, Miriam, to look for Moses, uh, what I mean to keep, to keep watch on Moses at the distance. And the story tells us that the Pharaoh's daughter found Moses and she took him and even asked Miriam to look for somebody to take care of Moses. And who would Miriam bring to the princess but her own mother, Jochebed? And the princess paid Jochebed to take care of her own child. This is how God works when we trust God, when we entrust our children to God. Now, I think when Jochebed letting Moses float on the Nile River probably was one of the most painful experiences that Jochebed had to go through. But in spite of the pain, she, she trusted God. She surrendered to God and entrusted her child to God. We can see here a beautiful character that Jochebed had that every godly woman should possess. First, she had a great respect for human life. She took the risk and even risked her life to protect her son. What a contrast with today where a million of babies are being killed through abortion. Second, Jochebed had a great respect for spiritual life. And by the way, mothers, I forgot this, mothers, there will come a time like Jochebed when we can no longer hold on to our children, when we can no longer protect them, when we can no longer be always there for them. And one of these days, we have to let go of our children. We have to release them to this world with all the dangers around them. And like Jochebed, all we could do is just trust God and surrender to his will. Claiming his promise that to those who put their faith in him, he will never leave them nor forsake them. Remember this, when you entrust your children to God, he will be there for them 24-7. God will not forsake them. God will be there for them. As I've said, second, he had a, she had a respect for spiritual life. As the story, as we know the story, the princess raised Moses as her own son. She gave him her name. She gave him a great education. She gave him all the wealth and grandeur of Egypt. And yet, and yet Moses refused to be a prince, to be an Egyptian prince. This is a great testimony of the spiritual truth that he had learned from his real mother, Jochebed. Mothers like Jochebed, 
The Bible tells us to train up our children, to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let us teach our children. Let us train them. Let us nurture them and talk to them about God. And they will never turn their backs from God. Let us never underestimate the power that God has given us. Let us never shrink from the responsibility of letting Jesus Christ shine through our lives and into the hearts of our children and our husbands. Like Jochebed, when we go through trials, let us always count on God because He will never fail us. Second, in 1 Samuel, the Bible talks about another woman named Hannah. Hannah was barren. She could not bear a child. And, but Elkanah, her, her, her husband, loved her. But she had a rival by the name of Penina. Now Penina had children, and she was a bully. She would provoke Hannah in order to irritate her. She would provoke Hannah until Hannah would cry and won't eat. And Elkanah tried to encourage, tried to comfort uh, Hannah. But it didn't help. Hannah really longed to have a child, but could not have a child. And with all her pains, with all the harsh words that she heard, of course, Hannah was hurt. But she did not lash at people around her. She did not fight back, and she did not shut down. Instead, she went to God in prayer. She brought all her pains to God in prayer because she had faith in God. Now, in the intensity of her prayer, she made a promise to God. She said, Lord, if you will give me a son, if you will answer my prayer, I will give him back to you. Having worked through years of barrenness and pains, Hannah realized one important truth, and that is children are not just for parents, but they are for the Lord. It is our responsibility to train them, to parent them, to nurture them for the Lord. Now Hannah persevered in prayer. She brought her pains to the Lord, and in her perseverance in faith, she turned the impossible to possible. Second, she kept her promise to God. When Samuel was old enough to be weaned from, her mother, from his mother, Hannah brought him to the temple to be trained by the priest, Eli, for the Lord's work. And Samuel served the Lord throughout his life. Women of faith excel in keeping their promises. Remember that. Sometimes we make promises to God, but forget it after time passes. Not Hannah. She fulfilled her promise. She forgo. She sacrificed willingly the greatest joy that a mother could have, and that is bringing up her, her, chi her child and having him around him. I came across a story, a true story that happened during the Holocaust. Solomon Rosenberg was a Jew. He, his wife, and his two children were arrested because they were Jews and were put in a concentration camp. In a concentration camp. The rule was simple. If you can work, you, you are permitted to live. But if you cannot work, you will be killed. Rosenberg saw his parents, 
his mother and father marched off to their deaths. And he knew that his youngest son, David, would soon be next because he was a frail child. Every evening after a day of hard labor, Rosenberg would look for his family. And when he sees them, he would embrace them, embrace them, hug them, and thank God for another day of prayer, another day of life. One day, when he went into the barracks, he was searching for those familiar faces, but he couldn't find them. He kept searching until he found his oldest son, Joshua, in one corner, sobbing. And he said to his son, Josh, tell me it's not true. Joshua, with his tears on his cheeks, he could barely talk. He said, Dad, it is true. He said, but what about your mom? Where's your mother? He said, Dad, David was too ill and too weak to work today, and they came to pick him up. And when they came for David, David was so scared, he was so afraid, and he was crying. And mom took his hand and went with him. This is the kind of love that Jochebed and Hannah had for their children. Jochebed risked her life to protect Moses, and Hannah willingly sacrificed the joy of having her son around her in order to fulfill her promise to God. And lastly, this is for all the children. The Bible tells us to honor our father and mother that your days may be prolonged that the Lord God gives you. Jesus was a great example of this. At the age of 12, 12 in, Luke, in the book of Luke, Jesus submitted to his parents. And when he was dying on the cross, he did not forget his mother. He remembered her by making sure that his mother will be cared for. Children, this includes me, I have a mother, and this includes all of us, and this is for all of us. Let us not forget that our mothers are placed in our lives by the sovereign will of God. I know I have heard so many complaints from children. They said their mothers are annoying. They are irritating. Duh. They, want, they are so nosy. They want to know where I am. They want to know what time I'm coming home. They want to know, did you do your, they, they always ask, did you do your homework? Did you clean my room? Did you clean your room? Children, I would like to tell you this. As a mother, I know we don't want to annoy you. We don't want to irritate you. We don't want to be nosy. We do this because we care for you. We love you, and you are here deep in our hearts, and nothing can stop us from loving you. Children, I'd like to tell you today, I'd like to ask you, please tell your mom that you love her. Tell, honor her. Respect her. I would like to share with you a poem. And it goes like this. If you have a smile for mother, give it now. If you have a kindly word for mother, speak it now. She won't need it when the angels will meet her at the golden gate. Give all the smiles to mother while she is still living. Don't wait till it will be too late. If you have
have a flower for mother? Pluck it now. Put it gently on her bosom. Breathe a kiss on her brow. What cares she when life is over? The flowers that bloom below, she will have her share up yonder, scattered on her feet galore. Children, tell your mom that you love her now, today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come, and it will be too late. Can I borrow the coin, please? 